pastor seems so weird to me now. Like you say, I'm a pastor and it's like, oh, what church? Well, we got a, like a, we got a lot of churches we're, we're trying to create this, this thing. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast, where we hope to equip rhythm communities to be formed by God with one another for the good of others in the valley as it is in heaven. Well, thanks for joining the Life and Rhythm Podcast. I am Adam Everett, and I'm joined by co host Matthew Wayne Fogel. <laughs> Say what's up, Matt. Hello. Give the people what they need right now. What's a word? It's the first word that's coming to your mind. I'm just, I'm really enjoying your podcast voice. You right know, now. I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to spice it up a bit. You know, um, trying to make it a little bit more radio esque. I yeah. I have a face for radio. <laughs> so, gotta do something. You just snorted. Uh, yeah, I do. Hey, we are going to jump into a few episodes around Rhythm Community Church. What does that mean? What, what are we in the world? What do we exist? What are we existing for? And so we want to want to read a definition of Rhythm Community Church for us. You want to read that? I would love to. Awesome. This is something that Adam and I have worked on and reworked on yeah. and discussed with our wives who have told us we need to work on it more. Yeah. And, and we'll probably and rework, we'll probably it, rework some more it some more. But that. as of today, Rhythm Community yes. Church exists to equip the diverse rhythm communities that are fixing their eyes on Jesus and taking him up on his invitation to rest and recover their life. Walking and working with Jesus on mission as these rhythm communities, as they learn to live freely and lightly for the good of others. These communities are relationally connected and united around core theological convictions like the Nicene Creed and the Cape Town Commitment. And they share the same dream to see God's kingdom come in the valley as it is in heaven. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of our podcast. <laughs> it's pretty robust. It is robust. So let's parse this out because I have a lot of questions that I'm writing down as you're reading through that, which I imagine... Most of our listeners have similar questions and probably a lot more at that. So you said Rhythm Community Church. Yeah. All right. So it's, and then you went on to say a lot of words that when I was listening to it, doesn't actually sound like a church. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what would you say very simply what it is? What it is? Yeah. What is it? What is it? What, it's not a church. What is this? I think it is what the church is called to be. I think that we need to reimagine what the church is and what it's for. It's a conversation you and I have been having mm -hmm. a lot with a lot of different people and praise God for what he's done in this last season, the last year in 2020, how he has in some ways allowed some big massive things, especially in the United States, like an economic downturn, like this political season, like the racial tensions, like COVID-19, to help us reimagine really what the church is. Because it's not a gathering on a Sunday morning where there's a stage and a 30-minute sermon and four worship songs that are very well tied together with a prayer in mm. between them. Yes. <laughs> 
that's not the church. Um, the Greek word for church is ekklesia, and it means the called out ones. Mm. What those called out ones are supposed to be doing is equipping. I mean, that's, uh, and so, I'd, you know, first off, I'd love to say we exist because the Holy Spirit has birthed us. Like Adam and I can honestly say Rhythm Community Church came as a surprise mm-hmm. to both of us. This is not something we ever set out. And if I can use um, N.T. Wright's words, you know, like surprised by hope. Yeah. <laughs> like um, It has been a hopeful thing. This has been a dream in our hearts that God has been birthing for a long time. And he's drawn people from Texas, Missouri, all over the place. Yeah. And I want to just say, like, if this is the first episode you're jumping into, maybe go back to the our very first episode, number one, episode Tells one. Tells more of our story. Tells more of our story and exactly what Rhythm Community Church is. And I thought you put it very well that... It's not a typical, you know, structure that we're working with. And so we're reimagining. And I think definitely this season has allowed us to reimagine and coupled with what, you know, what the church is doing globally. And so we're a part of a global church, not just the church that's in America and submitting ourselves to a lot of different people that are doing exactly this that we get to learn and grow with. Yeah. So let's go through exists a rhythm community church exists to equip let's stop there what's what's that equipping why that word and what does that actually mean for us to equip who are we equipping what are we equipping them for sure so we got this word really i mean from two places primarily it's scattered throughout the new testament in Matthew 28, where Jesus says go out and make disciples that word you know make learners make apprentices of Jesus, make trainers. We like the word train a lot. And so that seems to be the mission of God for his people is to go out and train other people in the way of Jesus, at the heart of who they are, to to start in loving obedience, hoisting up their sails and letting the Holy Spirit kind of (laughs) blow their sailboat in whatever direction, at whatever pace, he wants them to go. So Matthew 28, but also Ephesians 4, where the apostle Paul says, you know, I've, I, these gifts Jesus gave to the church, you know, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, and their responsibility as leaders within the church is to equip, that's the word, mm-hmm. equip God's people to do God's work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love that imagery. And actually that word equip uh, in the first century could also be a fishing word. I love this imagery. If you like metaphors for equip, I love the metaphor of a fishing net that has been used over and over and over again and has been tattered and it's torn in different ways. And the word equip literally means to kind of park the boat and take that fishing net and mend it, Hmm. put it back together piece by piece so that then it can go out. And and for me, that's just such a cool picture of Jesus. His his words to his disciples early on was, hey, come follow me and I'm gonna teach you to fish for men and women, right? So, yeah. So quipping is a big part of that. Um, We're Mm -hmm. seeing not people coming into a church and then what can we, how can we utilize them for our purposes? Mm-mm. But we're actually reversing that to see like, what what do you want to bring? What is it that is uniquely expressed in and through you by the Holy Spirit? Right. Gifting for the church as a whole. And so you mentioned it earlier, like often we elevate two aspects of this 
Um, often what we see is teaching and shepherding. Um, but what we're saying is in order for the body of Christ to be fully expressed, we need all five of these, almost like five uh, systems, you know, that we have like our nervous system, our respiratory system, our mm-hmm. skeletal system, you know, those five systems, one of them removed, our body does not function as a body. Yeah. And so in the same way, you know, the apes, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers are able to be expressed fully in the life of the church. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful imagery. I yeah. love the different systems in the body. That seems to be one of Jesus's main images. Mm-hmm. for the church. And by the way, he's the head yeah. of Rhythm Community Church. He's the head of all churches, all real, true disciple of Jesus. Churches, Jesus is the head, not a human being. And we all play a part within the body. And not one part can look at the other part and say, you're not as valuable mm-hmm. as me. You're not bringing as much to the table as I'm bringing. Every single piece is vital to the functioning of the body. That's cool. That's good. All right, let's walk through this a little bit more. So we, we got one word down. Equip. Equip the diverse. I want to stop on diverse because <laughs> I know I skipped the. I don't People know are getting really scared. This. Yeah. But diversity is a big, it's a big value for us. And so there's an intentionality behind us putting that right there. So what, what comes to mind when you think about diversity in the valley? Mm-hmm. Uh, as it is in heaven. So my imagination runs to Revelation 7, where the apostle John has this vision. And if I could just read Revelation 7, verse 9, it says, After this, I saw a vast crowd, a diverse crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the lamb, they were clothed in white robes. They held palm branches and they were shouting with a great roar. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the lamb. So in my imagination, when I, when I say we exist to equip the diverse rhythm communities, I'm picturing this diversity, this eschatological future, this end times future, mm. where someday Jesus is gonna re- return. He's gonna restore all things and his people are gonna include, so I mean generational diversity, I mean racial diversity, I mean economic diversity. I mean, this, when we say from every nation, tribe and language. Mm-hmm. So we, a prayer of ours from the beginning is that Rhythm Community Church would become an expression of unity and diversity, that that is such a beautiful image of the gospel as we sit under the banner of Christ, that as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can hold hands and like unite around his mission of the restoration of all things. So that's what I, that's what I think of when I think of diversity. All right. So I think of a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, I definitely think of those things and that's, uh, you know, for some people, you know, it's like, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, I've heard, you know, different churches say that I've heard, you know, obviously, this is 2020. Um, diversity is not always championed by the other side, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we often, and we've seen this more segregation, more polarization in our in our uh, uh, country now um, than ever before yeah. since the since the Civil War. I mean, so you're having people 
kind of almost flock together. Martin Luther King said the most segregated hour in America is on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's tragic. And so, yeah, it absolutely is tragic. And and there's a lot of things that we're trying and, and striving toward, I think all with great intentions. So when you say that, I think about, okay, what are, what, what are the things that we're doing? What, what's the intentionality? And, and maybe, maybe more specifically, why is this model going to uphold the value of diversity? What are we seeing about this particular way in which we are saying the church exists and what we want to do to equip her? What, why is that going to be different? How is that going to be different? Or what are maybe more, more specifically, how is our intentions different? Well, I think the intention is the same. The why, I mean, what, no matter what your model of being the church, doing church is, I, I really believe that a lot of people have this in their heart that they want. I mean, most pastors I talk to, no matter what denominational background they're from, they'll mention this and they'll say, "This, I'm praying for this. I'm working towards this. Like I, I'm preaching in a way that is... Um, that is fit towards different kinds of people. Again, racially, economically, generationally, they want this. But I do think that this way of being the church, what the way in which we're going, which is more house churches, call them micro churches, we call them rhythm communities. Um, I think that that way is actually, um, and we'll see, but I, I think that we're gonna see a lot more fruit because we're not asking a bunch of different kinds of people to come into one space and act just as we are and assimilate into our culture. We have a mindset of going to them, finding them where they're at, and then already using their social network of people mm-hmm. and helping them to just start their own thing and equipping them like the, um, the Home Depot model. You can do it okay. <laughs> where you're at, wherever you're called to be in like the church, and we can help. We can help equip you yeah. in that. And I think that allows for more diversity within rhythm community. So I think it'd be helpful to define even what a rhythm community is, how we define that. And so why don't you... I have a definition right here. Right, read it out. I can read it out for us. So rhythm communities are an extended spiritual family. Love growing, that word family, by the way. Yeah, extended family, spiritual family. yes. Growing in surrendered obedience to all the teachings of Jesus, every single one of them, who gather together regularly under biblically recognized leadership for the purpose of fulfilling the Great Commission with a great commandment heart. Again, we're formed by God with one another for the good of others. Yeah, those three pieces. Formation, you can call it gospel formation, formed by God. Worship is another word that we would use, but we believe that goes far beyond singing. Mm -hmm. With one another, community. We cannot do this journey alone. We're not meant to, we're not created to. And then for the good of others. We have a mission of love and to be carried out. That if you're trying to carry out the Great Commission, not motivated by love, not by love of God and neighbor, yeah. then you're gonna carry it out in the wrong way. And you're you're not in line with what God desires. And so, I, you know, that next line, when we say Rhythm Community Church is fixing their eyes on Jesus, to me, we become what we behold, mm. which is why he finishes the Great Commission with a promise of, I am with you, be sure of this. Other translations say, behold, it's, it's one of the verbs in the Great Commission is keep your eyes on me because I'm with you in this mission. This isn't your mission. This is a co-mission. We are together in this, which Adam and I have taken great comfort. We've taken great comfort in knowing that Jesus really is in charge. Absolutely, absolutely. It's his mission. Absolutely. I wanna go back real quick. So we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
We are formed by God with one another for the good of others. You had used some language there. So rhythm communities are also known as, you know, maybe house churches, maybe they exist or they are, they meet in a home or in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also use micro churches, which yeah. is just sort of mini or sm- not many in, seem- in, in the sense of size. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, um, you know, population or, or uh, attendance small, but it means that it is very um, targeted in the formation, worship, the community with one another, and then the mission for the good of others. Mm-hmm. When we say those things, what exactly are we saying that the rhythm communities are? Yeah. So the long, I mean, I could probably talk for an hour on that and maybe we should do a whole nother podcast just on this, but I, I really think in my head, you can't understand the church's vocation, what we're called to be, if you don't look back at the Old Testament and see the vocation of the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Because they were formed in a family. So when we say extended spiritual family, that comes from Genesis chapter 12, where God looks at Abraham and says, hey, I'm calling you out. This is your call, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to do all these things so that you can be a blessing, that you as a family are going to be blessed so that you can bless others. And that to me, it, when I think about our identity as the church, it's rooted in an Old Testament story. Like mm. that is our story. And as the church, we are the new Israel. Like we have become the people of God, his missionary people that are carrying out that Abrahamic promise of like, God has now blessed us with the Holy Spirit, his presence, the resurrected Jesus. And that same resurrection presence is now equipping us that we might be a blessing. You just hit the mic. Almost <laughs> hit it off. I'm excited Absolutely. about the blessing You're really talk. Because I, I think that blessing has been such a watered down word in, in mm. American Christianity. Ah, oh, bless you, Adam. I mean, we sneeze. Yeah. And we say this. But in, in the biblical narrative, it is an empowering word. Yeah. It is God empowering us to be and do what we were <clears throat> created to be and do. That's blessing. Mm-hmm. And when I think about rhythm communities and their identity, how that is expressed is creative, it's unique, it's diverse, it's beyond a Sunday morning. They don't have to meet even every week. They can meet twice a month and, and be the church. There, there are underground churches in Iran, in China, right now, today, that are meeting as often as they can. But you can't say they're not the church just because they don't have a building or a 50-minute sermon. Like They are, and the Holy Spirit is the one, again, he's first and foremost the one that's in charge of disciple-making movements around the globe, around building the church. He's the one orchestrating this. And I take a deep breath knowing that I'm, I'm not the maestro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have to have it all together. Like he, Jesus really is the vision. He is, he is who we're called to keep our eyes on and his Holy Spirit is orchestrating mm-hmm. his body, energizing his body. There's so much that we can unpack with this particularly around what it means to be the church, because that's essentially what we're saying is rhythm community, rhythm communities rather, are in and of themselves the church, an autonomous church. Yeah, a part of the legit body of Christ, yes. Part of the body of Christ. And so with that, they are worshiping together. They are with one another, breathing in life and community. As Jesus said, they will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. And there's the one another statements that are done by, you know, 
Peter and Paul and all throughout the New Testament of what we can do to really express that love to one another. And then we're on mission, like you say, you're saying, and there's so much that we can unpack with this that I think goes back to that equip and diverse piece Mm -hmm. is that we, as our team is structured, our team is structured around equipping each of these communities. Each of these communities exists independently or interdependently of Rhythm Community Church, and we serve them, not they serve us. And I think that's a big distinction. It's not a... It's not a small group. It's not a missional community. It's not a community group. It's, you know, it's none of those things that are often expressed in the life of the North American church, I should say. Mm. But these are, these are unique expressions of what the Holy Spirit is doing in unique areas of the valley specifically that you and I are two white dudes that are not going to be doing a whole lot in these different pockets because of language barriers, because of whole sorts of things, you know, a a number of things. And so that is our, you know, our job is to equip the saints, as you said before, for the diverse work. It is, it is truly diverse. And if we were to create something just around us, it would probably look a lot like us than it would look like the unique expression of the church as a whole, the global church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, let me add just an honest statement that for a long time, having not grown up in the church, there are things that when you grow up in it, I think you assume that when outsiders come in, like myself in, in junior high and high school, when I came in and this, this might get me into trouble, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it anyways. Oh, watch out. Hold on. No, it's the- Grip the steering wheel. <laughs> Put down a dumbbell if you're doing a workout right now. <laughs> no, but I, for a long time, it's bothered me that, you know, earlier when you said, Hey, this isn't a small group. Well, I would say a lot of small groups are the church, you know, or mm. this isn't a this isn't a missional community. I, I think a lot of missional communities out there are the church. And, mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've heard nonprofits who are filled with Holy Spirit-filled Christians say, We're not the church. We're just here to serve the church. Well, Jesus defines the church a little differently. <laughs> it doesn't have our same constructs. It's it really is a family. It's not an activity. Hmm. Okay, so it's a part of your identity. It is not an event. So I think back even as a high school youth pastor going to conferences and camps and you know, you're 2,000 teenagers in the room and somebody on stage says, hey, this isn't the church, but when you go home, you're gonna have to deal with this as a church. And I just disagree with that. I think in that room right there is a diverse expression of the church with one another, like being formed by God for the good yeah. of others. It's a unique expression, but it is. The church, and I think we get in trouble sometimes when we're like the difference between parachurch for the church and church ministries. I don't see that distinction in Jesus's eyes. I could yeah. be wrong, but I don't see that distinction. No, that's a good thought, man. I, we've been, Sherry and I have been talking to Olivia about that because we have people in our home uh, almost every day of the week. And, um, you know, it's something that we're reminded of. In fact, just this past week, we had a Halloween party. And after we were all done and you know, everything was kind of put back into place. We we sat down and it was just a beautiful thing. She said, uh, Daddy, I invited uh, our neighbor to, ch- to church. And uh, I said, I said, um, you know, we, we can't invite, I try to use this language a lot. We can't invite something or somebody to who we are. Mm-hmm. We're inviting them to ourselves because we are the church. Mm-hmm. And she said, she just looked at me and said, I love this church. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I, 
I just love that her wheels are spinning so quickly about what it means to be the community, what it means to love people in our neighborhood or at the gym or wherever it may be that we're at. And, uh, and so I, I, my hope for her is that she's able to repeat that back to me, mm. that a church is not something I go to. It's something that I am. Yeah. And exactly your point, man, it's, a, it's our identity. And those I am statements, uh, we could spend a lot of time on that. And I reserve those for very, very, very few things. Um, you know, for us, you know, as dads, like I, I don't, I'm, my responsibility that God has given me is to be a dad to Olivia and Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I am not that. My identity is not that. My responsibility to my wife is to be a loving, serving husband yeah. that is sacrificing for her as Christ sacrificed for his bride. Yeah. I am not that, though. My identity is not that. I like what Tim Keller says when he says, when good things become God things, they become idols. Yes. And they're not meant to take the place of our worship. Like mm. God is meant to be the only one on the throne of our hearts. And, you know, when I think about my own identity, I often speak over myself the good news that because of Jesus, because of who he is, I am a beloved son and I mm. live in his unshakable kingdom. Like I'm his beloved son and he delights in me mm. and I live in his unshakable kingdom. And, um, and we each have an invitation and I, I into living that out, which I'm excited about. Hopefully next podcast, we can talk about more of this definition, but also the invitation that Jesus is inviting all of us into. Absolutely, man. Well, let's, let's end with this. I'm throwing a curveball at you. Based off of what we just heard today, what is a rhythm that we can, an unforced rhythm that we could be practicing with Jesus this week? Mm. You know, one of the things we just talked to our community about was just spirit-led listening. And I love that rhythm that we can come to God moment by moment in our day and just simply say like, Jesus, what are you up to? Hmm. And how can I join you in this moment? And I think that's a good practice. If, you, if you're not already regularly doing that with your kids while you're making breakfast or when you're about to go to sleep with your spouse or you're hanging out with friends, it is as simple as... God, what are you up to? How can I join you? You know, and Holy Spirit will guide you in that. He wants, again, Jesus, everything we do is a part of this co-mission. Our whole lives um, belong to Jesus and he wants to be a part of every aspect of it. So if I could just encourage everyone listening to this to start practicing one thing, it would probably just be as simple as start noticing mm. that God is with you and that like this, this is a God-soaked reality that we live in. And so like he can awaken our souls to that and to his initiative and we can begin to relax into his mission. I love that, man. One of my favorite quotes that I've been chewing on lately is practical atheism means if I don't do it, it won't get done. (laughs) So that's a beautiful word, man. I hope you guys uh, enjoy your week and thank you for listening with us. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, brother. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Life and Rhythm podcast. We are on mission to live freely and lightly with one another for the good of others. Peace.